Welcome to Valley Heat. I'm Doug Duguay. This is a podcast about the neighborhood, my neighborhood, the Burbank Rancho Equestrian District, right here in Los Angeles County. Brought to you by Jan Robinson Hummingbird Feeders. It's not just a hummingbird feeder, it's a Jan Robinson Hummingbird Feeder. Jan makes some amazing feeders. She works with certain themes. She does a ladybug uh, style feeder. My wife has a couple of her ladybug hummingbird feeders. She does all sorts of work. She does some butterfly stuff. I saw a really cool one she did recently, uh, lizard themed. It just looked like it was covered in lizards. Jan is a really creative person. She's a local Burbank resident and also is best known for her shirts and pants. It's not just a shirt. It's a Jan Robinson shirt. Go to janrobinson.biz and check out all of her products. Also brought to you by Burbank Airport Burritos. I don't know if you've ever had a burrito in an airport, but they're not very good. But this guy, Merle Chandler, decided that he was going to make some airport food that people actually love. With a lot of cooking, experimenting, and a lot of elbow grease, Merle created the perfect airport burrito. People actually seek out these burritos. They go to the airport, not to fly, but to eat one of these burritos. I've seen a line outside of Lucy's Sombreros and Marg's. That's a... Uh, small restaurant in the Burbank airport. I've seen a line there to get one of these burritos and they'll give you one if you're sitting down and they'll even give you one to go if your flight's about to take off. These jobbies are huge. This guy, I saw him carrying one the other day at the airport, walking out of the airport, had a burrito in his hand the size of a football. These things are so big, you could feed a family of four with one of these things. You go buy one of these Burbank Airport burritos. You bring it home, plop it on the table. You cut this thing into four pieces. And there's going to be leftovers. And I'm not just plugging them because they're big. These things are delicious. These burritos have put that airport back on the map. Have you ever used the Burbank Airport? It's so much easier than LAX. But not anymore. Now there's a line stretched outside of Lucy's Sombreros and Marg's. Stretches all the way outside sometimes. On a weekend? Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. I had trouble getting my flight the other day. Burbank Airport Burritos. Check them out. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the seatbelt sign because your burrito is ready. Burbank Airport Burritos. All right, and let's start this episode of Valley Heat. These are the chronicles of Burbank, California. The event is taking place around my house. That music, by the way, is by this incredible Burbank band called Cephalopods or People. They do such amazing stuff. They do all the music for the podcast. And I'm going to play more of their stuff during this episode because these guys are so great. These guys live in this old Frank Sinatra castle in Toluca Lake together. I don't know if you ever saw the show The Monkees. These guys are all brothers. They all are in this band and they live together in this castle. They produce all their music right there in the old wine cellar that Frank Sinatra owned when he lived in that castle. I don't know. I guess Frank Sinatra had all kinds of houses around Burbank. This was one of them, and he had this incredible wine cellar. They've built a studio down there. Their ages range from 19 to 35. There's five of them. 
One of them, they're not even sure if he's a brother, but they definitely don't know who his father is. Uh, I guess he's just always been there. When their mom was arrested, she left without telling them what this kid's relationship was to them. His name is Randy Poole. He's a lead singer of the band. Had a full road scholarship when he was 16 years old. Dropped out after two years because he was having panic attacks. And now he just lives in that basement. He spends most of his time trying to exonerate his mother because she was arrested in 2013 for extortion and conspiracy to murder. So other than being incredible on keyboards and loving uh, 80s style music, Rodney spends most of his time trying to get his mother out of jail. Well, it's not jail, it's prison. But these guys are an amazing band and they do all the music for the podcast. You're going to hear a lot from them. So the first thing I wanted to talk about today, just to recap what happened in the last episode, Pete, my pool guy, has been using my garbage can as a drug drop. He comes to clean the pool, and before he leaves, he takes the garbage out to the curb for us, and he leaves a package of drugs, and someone comes and picks it up and drives off. Pete's been a bit of a problem from the beginning. Every time he comes here to clean the pool, he washes his truck in the driveway, Or he lets his wife get in the pool and she swims around. They were doing cannonballs last week. My wife, Faye, really wants me to stop getting involved, but but I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to stake out the garbage can and see if I could find out who was picking up these drugs out of the garbage can and maybe just talk to him, ask him not to do it, and avoid a mess. But my wife didn't want me to do that, so she left. She went up to her dad's house with our son. She wants to wait it out until I as she would put it, do the right thing. But I did stake out the garbage can, and I did talk to the guy who's picking up the drugs. And I recorded everything that happened. I record everything that happens in the field. I'm going to play that recording right after this promotion. You know, a lot of people take care of fish these days. A lot of people love keeping a fish tank. It's a beautiful thing to have in your house. But imagine how interesting it could be to have a seahorse or a jellyfish. While these are much rarer creatures to have in your house... They're becoming more and more popular. By simply having a 70 to 80 gallon tank of seawater in your house, you can have a pair of seahorses or a pair of jellyfish. Look, no one's saying it's easy to have cool things in your house. But imagine having a little piece of the ocean in your living room or your dining room or even in your bedroom. The Magical Ocean Aquarium on Magnolia, owned by Sherry and Wendy Reed, Their store carries everything you could need to keep a seahorse or a jellyfish in your house. There is a little bit of upkeep. You do need to learn to grow your own coral and purchase a wave machine to mimic the currents in the ocean. They also recommend that you learn to feed and upkeep barnacles and sea anemones. And it's always a good idea to have an eel or two in these tanks. Starfish are also a good addition. They also recommend that you get a sun-balanced light that mimics the rising and setting of the sun as well as a PEMF machine, which is a magnetic pulse machine that helps these guys sleep. For an entry-level fee of between two dollars and $3,000, you can create a tank that could sustain a jellyfish or a seahorse. Now, that fee doesn't include the jellyfish or the seahorse. That's just to get the tank going, and it takes about six months to get the environment right. But once you get the right coral, the right sea anemones, the right you get some starfish in there, a couple eels... You're mimicking mimicking the ocean waves. You've got sunlight rising and setting. You've got a tiny ocean inside your house. 
And remember, if you do decide to make this kind of commitment and you go on vacation, you do have to find someone to come and stay in your house to take care of those seahorses or those jellyfish, preferably someone with a marine biology degree or someone with at least some experience scuba diving. In fact, Wendy and Sherry recommend that you get your scuba diving license before you embark on any kind of tank for a seahorse or a jellyfish just to acclimate yourself to the ocean biome. The Magical Ocean Aquarium on Magnolia. Check it out. Oh, that's a nice little jingle from Randy and the cephalopods are people. Are we still whispering? Oh, is this promotion still going? Hey, do we know we can edit? Does he know he can edit these? There's still, he's still got whispering on here. Can we cut that? Who am I asking? I got no one to ask. My wife isn't here. She's up. She's supposed to be doing the engineering on this. I said, we'll cut that out. How much whispering is on this? Right. Okay. I think we're done now. Sorry, I'm playing these music files that Randy sends me from a phone. He's got to edit these. Some of these are way too long. So 30 seconds of whispering. All right, let's get to the main story here about uh, Pete, our pool guy. Just a quick recap on Pete, our pool guy. Pete has been using our garbage can as a drug drop. He cleans the pool on Wednesdays, and without us knowing, he's been leaving about a one or two pound bag of cocaine or heroin in our garbage can for someone to pick up late at night but my wife has left she wants me to stop getting involved and so she left and has gone and gone up to her dad's house and trust me he's going to have something to say about it because he's not a fan of mine I've asked her if she can just let me try to figure it out and she's not having any of it I said I just want to camp out by the garbage see who's picking up the drugs and talk to him she is not interested in that but that's what I did last night I staked out the garbage can a car pulled up I tried to talk to the guy he got back in his car and drove off, and I followed him. I followed him up the 134 for about an hour and a half, and we had a conversation, and I recorded all of that, and I'm going to play that for you. But before I do, I'd like to give my wife Faye a call and see if she's coming back anytime soon. Just a second. Let's, let's get her on the phone here. Hi, hon. Hey, hon. i just calling to... See if you're coming home soon. Well, are you still trying to handle this on your own, or are you going to leave it alone? I don't want to leave it alone. I want to figure out what's going on. I mean, I, I'm... Give me the phone. Hang on one second. My dad needs to talk to you. You should call the police. Chuck, I don't want to call the police immediately. I don't feel like I have to call the police right now. I feel like I can talk to them and figure this out. That lacks logic. I guess it's never been your strong suit. Okay, uh, I'll take that logic. remark. Can, just give me the phone. Since we've met, I've oh. never seen you make a good decision. Jen, I just want to done. talk to this guy. I don't want to get into a situation where this guy gets arrested and then whoever he's supplying comes and kills everyone in the house. Do you hear what you're saying? You're you're basically in a drug deal yourself. You should be arrested as well. I don't think that I should be arrested. I think I'm trying to figure out a peaceful situation. You're, you're, you're aiding and abetting. Dad. So I'll just hand it back to her because I'm like, about to have a conniption. Call the cops. She should have never married you. That's enough. Is the bottom line. Okay. Okay, I'm going to hand it back to my daughter, possibly your ex-wife. Um, hang on, hon. Uh, your son wants to talk to okay, you. Okay, great. I'd like to talk to him, so... Hey, uh, can, can you just call the police? Hey, Phil, how are you? The cat here is so mean. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Chuck's cat. Give me the phone. <laughs> the, the, the 
Chuck, the cat is not the you're back on the phone. You are the problem. Chuck, can you put you my son back on the phone, problem. please? The cat is not the that problem. cat is a problem. No one should be around that cat. You may as well have a porcupine or a raccoon in your house. You've just totally lost my faith. What, because of the cat? Oh, will you that cat stop tore it? my lip Dad, open once. That cat is a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me hand it back off. Call the cop. I'm back. Just so you know, I, I waited outside. That's not no, listen to what I'm saying, though. I, I followed this guy. I mean, it's like you're diving into a, full, a pool full of piranhas. I followed this guy. It took me about 40 minutes. I followed him all the way to Sun Valley. I followed him all the way. I talked to him. I met him, and I had I talked to him. Do you want to hear anything about it? You went over to the guy's house? I did. Okay, so now... It sounds to me like you've given permission for this to continue because you're aware of it. You're friends with the guy. No, but listen, no, I'm not. Uh, no, listen, I talked to him. He. So you're now playing telephone tree in, in person. Telephone tree? What's it called when you go operation? That's a board game. No, op- the, when you say operator. Give me the phone. Call the cops. All right. Well, Chuck hung up. You heard what happened there. I still think I'm right about this. I'm going to prove him wrong. I want to play for you the full recording of what happened when I did stake out the garbage and I followed that guy to his house. And I'll do that right after this promotion. Summer's here and that means Frisbee golf is here. I don't know if you've tried Frisbee or playing golf, but you put those two things together and you have a great summer activity. All you need is 18 of those chain net catchers, a Frisbee, a few friends to play with, and anywhere between 150 to 200 acres, and you can play an amazing game of Frisbee golf. And why just play Frisbee golf when you can run your own Frisbee golf course? Oh, I see. This is an ad for actually building your own Frisbee golf course and making it available to the public. If you are the owner of anywhere between 150 to 365 acres of forest or flatland, you can start your own Frisbee golf course. Paul Robinson is offering courses on how to start your own Frisbee golf course for entry-level fees of $350. It's an eight-week course that takes place at the Pitchfork Bowling Alley on Riverside. And over complimentary beer and fries, Paul Robinson will teach you the game of Frisbee golf and how to set up your own course. That seems like a really cool business idea. You turn your land into a Frisbee golf course. That game has really taken off. I don't know if you've seen any anyone playing frisbee golf but these guys are really good they can throw that frisbee as far as anyone can hit a golf ball you watch these guys throw this thing you're like i didn't even know a frisbee could go that far these guys get this huge running start kind of looks like uh, someone who's going to throw a javelin get this running start about 20 yards feet are just flying everywhere knees up in the air next to their ears these guys look like they're doing taekwondo or something just running and spinning and getting the speed up to throw these jobbies and just, whoo, that Frisbee is flying. It looks like a bird for a second. I feel like there really aren't enough Frisbee golf courses when you think about it. And maybe that's what Paul Robinson's trying to do. He's trying to get someone to start a course here. Hard to play Frisbee at the park. Every time I see two guys throwing Frisbee, there's always one guy throwing it normal. And then there's the other guy. The Frisbee guy. Not a great guy to bring to outdoor parties. Unless... You're playing frisbee golf, and then you want this guy at your party all day long. Paul Robinson's courses on running of frisbee golf courses. These guys throw this frisbee so far, they get this running start. You ever see those Olympic gymnasts when they're running so fast up to that vault? That's what these guys look like. Look like a cheetah taking an elf elk down. An elf? 
Never mind. I meant like a caribou or an antelope. What did cheetah take down? Let's drop it. Anyway, Paul Robinson, great guy. Check him out. So Randy Poole and the Cephalopodger people put together a little jingle here for the Frisbee golf. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> nice. All right, and that's Paul Robinson's Frisbee Golf Course on starting to... Oh, there's more. All right, and that's Paul Robinson's business... Okay, it's going to go for a while. Oh, this is a big file. How long is this song? Oh, this thing keeps going? They started golfing with frisbees. They started golfing with those plastic discs. Boy, it made you feel free. Oh, oh, frisbee golf. Oh, oh, take me home. The frisbee ain't for everyone. That's what they told young Tom Clutch. They said, son, you ain't never gonna sing no frisbee. Cause singing's just for frisbee kids like us. But he said, no! I got frisbee plans. I'm gonna go! Zing my disc as best I And washing cars at night Got those arms so ready Made those fingers tight Never wanted to be famous Just wanted to do one thing Bought that frisbee on a Monday And by Wednesday made that frisbee sing You put a guitar solo in this? We're past the two-minute mark. Just as a frisbee's thrown, a heart it must fly alone. If you're a frisbee guy, the legend is always known. The truth you cannot deny of Tom Clutch. Crowd had gathered at the open, world gold medal on the line. Been singing his disc all day long. Just had to sing it one more time. Tom picked up that frisbee, smiled at the sky just for fun. He sung that frisbee straight through the clouds and sent it straight into the sun. And an angel came down. And spoke to the crowd The angel said There's a light that shines in us Shining brightly for the king and queen Mountains crumble to the sea Perishing into the earth machine Life will move in stops and starts 
cephalopods are people i'm not gonna lie that was a really long jingle they really went out of their way to make a full single out of that that's a song about tom clutch legendary tom clutchman huge frisbee golf legend in the u.s started right here in burbank tom was famous for his 18th hole left-handed sidewind toss they nicknamed the ufoer at the southern california frisbee open in 1985 and that's what that was all about they say you sailed it into the sun. <laughs> that toss hovered over the crowd in a figure eight pattern, actually, for a record 45 minutes above a speechless crowd in Burbank until finally sinking into the net, sealed his fate as world gold champion, and, of course, began his reign for another 16 years. When he retired, Tom started a pet store on Buena Vista Boulevard that's still going strong today. Sadly, in 1992, Tom had to have his right arm amputated because of the severe nerve damage caused by Years of chucking that magic plate across golf courses all over the world. No one could chuck it like Tom Clutch, that's for sure. His right arm was preserved, bronze, and can be seen hanging over the front entrance of Clutch's Pet Supply on Buena Vista Boulevard. You should go check it out. You can get a signed Frisbee from Tom Clutch if you sign up for the Valley Heat Patreon VIP package, as well as the full version of every song by Randy Poole and the Cephalopods or People. You think that one was long? They got a five-minute version of that Frisbee golf song that you can uh, really get sick of fast if you want to. Write us at valleyheatpodcast at hotmail.com and we can tell you more about it or share any personal story you have about Tom Clutch and maybe we can read it here on the podcast. Okay, let's get on with the episode. So like I said, Pete, our pool guy, has been using our garbage can as a drug drop. I staked out the garbage to figure out who was picking up the drugs. I recorded the whole thing and this is what happened. Check it out. All right, I'm going out here right now and I'm going to... It's about four in the morning and I'm going to sit behind this tree here and wait for someone to come by the garbage it's a crow out here a night crow okay there's a car coming up here hey excuse me excuse me okay he got in his car i'm gonna follow him All right, so I followed this guy for about 10 minutes, and then we got onto the freeway, and I asked Randy to put together some music for this, some chase music. I mean, I didn't know what I was getting into. Sun was just coming up over the mountains, and it was pretty crazy. All right, here's what happened next. With a little soundtrack music from Randy Poole and the Cephalopods of People. Got me up around 110 right now. I gotta pull up next to this guy and ask him to pull over. Hey man, could you pull over? What? Hey man, you got into my garbage can. What? Can you pull over? Get the hell out of my car. Guy threw an in and 
out bag at me and flip me off. I've been following this guy for about 35 minutes. I'm in Sun Valley now. Getting at this opportunity to do a promo. Uh, Fresco's window tinning and sandwiches on Olive Avenue. Fresco specializes in two things, per perfect window tinning and delicious sandwiches. You can find Fresco's inside the iPhone, iPad repair, 3M authorized dealer stereo alarm store, right, be right beside the Magnolia car wash. Walk inside the iPhone, iPad repair, 3M authorized dealer stereo alarm store, ask for Fresco. He'll repair your windows in under three hours and serve you a delicious sandwich. Fresco's on Olive Avenue. All right, we're in a neighborhood now. He's pulling up next to this house. I'm gonna get out and talk to him. Dude, you followed me home? Why are you collecting stuff in my garbage can? Dude, what are you talking about? You know about? what I'm talking about. I followed you all the way Quit down the floor. stepping on my rake. Get off of that's here. A that's, a, that's a broom. It's a rake. That's a, a, what are you talking about? That's a broom. You stepped on my rake. That's a broom. Do you think that's a rake? That is a rake. That is a broom. That is a rake. Obviously, you don't know what that's a rake, a rake is. That's a rake. And obviously, you don't know what a broom is. What do you What do you sweep with, a shovel? That's none of your business. Get the hell off my property if you're going to fight me all day about what's a rake and what's a broom. Fair enough. Agree to disagree. Hi. Hi. How are you? It's Ginger. That's my wife. She's really high. Can I make anyone hors d'oeuvres? Ginger, that's a rake in the yard, right? It's a broom. I wasn't sure. No, you were sure. You said okay, it was a rake. I wasn't sure. You said it was a rake. You said don't step on I my rake. I thought it was like one of those rakes you use to rake up leaves in like one of those car commercials. What are you talking about? You know, like... It's can we stop talking leaves. about... Can we just stop talking about the rake? You just said rake. No, it was a mistake. You just said it was a rake. I meant broom. You just called it a rake. It was a mistake. Oh, you can make mistakes, but I can't make mistakes? Okay, oh. fair enough. Yeah, fair well. enough. Look, I know you're picking up something out of my garbage, so who, who are you delivering the stuff to? We take it to another guy. Why would you tell him this? I'm sorry. Dude, are you recording this whole thing with your phone? What? No. Why what? do you have your phone out? I'm, I don't. I'm putting it away. All right, so you heard what happened there. Wasn't able to figure out a lot from those two. I can tell you that he doesn't know what a rake or a broom is. But I did find out they're passing this stuff off to someone else that's cocaine. I think it's cocaine. I mean, probably cocaine. I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Maybe from a movie or one other time. Have I tried it before? Yeah. Is it fun? Yeah, for five minutes. Then it's like, wait, where'd the feeling go? Well, I guess it's time to sell my house and kill someone for their jewelry. You do cocaine, you already know how the story ends. Turns you into any character James Woods has ever played in any movie he's ever been in. They should do a movie where a guy does a lot of cocaine and then it just works out fine. Except the guy just ends up not knowing what a broom is. Anyway, now I'm going to have to wait outside this guy's house and figure out who he's passing this stuff off to. So one of the things I haven't had a chance to talk about yet, and I didn't get a chance to talk to Faye about it because her dad hung up on me. I have a problem with her yoga instructor, and we talked a little bit about it last week. He sent her a mermaid emoji during a Venmo transaction, and this was... Let me give it a little context. I walked into the room about a week and a half ago, and they were cooling down, but they were on the floor with their feet up in the air in that happy baby pose and the lights were down. They had candles burning some incense and he was playing a Kate Bush song. I, you know, I decided to just forget about it. But then later that day he texted her a mermaid emoji when they were in the middle of this Venmo transaction. And I thought, you know, a mermaid is actually the only 
really naked emoji. I mean, it's not fully naked, but it's it's somewhat naked. But we talked about it last week, and she said it's nothing, and I said I wanted to talk to him about it, and she said, do not talk to him about it. Definitely don't talk about it on the podcast, but I am going to talk to him about it. I'm going to call him right now, actually. I'm actually a little bit more nervous than I thought I was going to be making this call, but let's do it. Let's give him a call. Love and light. Hey, Donovan, this is Doug Duguay. I'm, I'm Faye's husband. You you do private yoga sessions oh, with course, her? of course, yeah. I know who you are. Well, I was just, I'm calling to say hi, and, well, I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. Actually, I'm calling specifically to ask a question, not to say hi. So, I'm not calling to say hi, I'm calling to ask a question. Okay. Okay, so, what did you mean exactly when you sent Faye a mermaid emoji? What did I mean? Well, it is, uh, I guess, kind of naked and somewhat... Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I see. Uh, now, okay. Now I see what's happening here. Um, wow. Um, you're calling me about a... You're calling me about an emoji I sent to your wife because it was naked. Is that... Am I... Well, I mean, I guess just in context, let's look I at it. I have to tell you, yoga is an intimate practice with oneself. It is part of the job as a yoga instructor. We have very clear boundaries set up in advance. Right. Boundaries is really what I'm talking about. I have to tell you, I understand why you're feeling threatened because your wife is very attractive. What I mean is she's got great kundalini energy. And you know where that comes from. I don't from. know what kundalini is, but I. it feels like you're... Crossing a boundary? Uh, So what I'm hearing from you is that you feel like I'm crossing a boundary. Right. And I understand that's how you feel. So let's say, try to think of a relationship you had, an important relationship uh, that you had, your last girlfriend, and you come home and I'm laying on the floor with her and I'm listening to this song here. So you walk in and... Christopher Cross music is all over everything and got candles burning, incense, the lights are down, and you go, hey, what's going on in here? And, and I go, I'm, I'm just giving her a piano lesson. What would you think of that? Why are you playing the song? Well, I mean, I'm just playing for effect so that you know what it's like to walk into a scene like this. You know what? I'm going to go now, and uh, I really think Faye needs to be a part of this conversation. The, the truth is, she didn't really want me to call you. I'll talk to her first. I'll let her know that we talked because she I'm didn't want me to call you. Get but... off the phone now. I'm going to go. But I'm going to call Faye, and I'm going to call her right now. Okay. Hold on just a second. I got to do this real quick. Hello? Hey, I just want to let you know. I just, real quick, I want to tell you, I, I actually called and Donovan to talk to him about that emoji thing. Well, I just called him. I just wanted to talk to him really quick, but he got a little upset and he hung up. He's going to call you. Do you remember when I asked you not to call him? Uh, He's calling me right now. I got to go. That didn't go perfectly, but I did get a chance to talk to Donovan and tell him what I thought, and it didn't go exactly the way I planned it, but he knows how I feel now and they'll have a discussion and I'll have to talk to her about it later. All right. So, um, okay. And time for our final promotion.
Donovan Astor Private Yoga Studio, located on Alameda in Burbank, just east of Denny's in the Alameda Shopping Center, is offering free first-timer classes all through July. Donovan Astor is a well-known yoga teacher in Burbank and throughout the Greater Valley area, studied yoga in India with famed yogi Raj Vasudev and is famous for his own personally developed yoga program called Yoga Blasting. He's also available for private in-home yoga sessions, and you can find all of his class information online at yogablaster.com. Don't just do yoga, blast it with Donovan. Donovan has paid for 10 promo spots on the podcast. This is obviously before all of this other stuff happened, but it happened and here we are. This episode was also brought to you by Jan Robinson Hummingbird Feeders. It's not just a hummingbird feeder, it's a Jan Robinson Hummingbird Feeder. Check out all of Jan's hummingbird feeders as well as her shirts, pants. She also makes hats and crocheted uh, remote control cozies. You should see some of the some of those online janrobinson.biz and don't forget fresco's window tinting and sandwiches all right i'm going to send you off with a reprise of this song by cephalopods or people frisbee golf the legend of tom clutch take it easy
Tom picked up that frisbee Smiled at the sky just for fun He sung that frisbee straight through the clouds And sent it straight into the sun And an angel came down And spoke to the crowd The angel said There's a light that shines in us Shining brightly for the king and queen Mountains crumble to the sea Perishing into the earth machine Life will move in stops and stripes A frisbee sings in all our hearts It was a hole in one The first frisbee of hole in one That's the legend of Tom Clutch They said it wouldn't be much They said such and such Turned out to be Tom Clutch Yeah! Humans <laughs> do.